Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. I am your host, Grim Shay. Joining me, as always, is the lovely, the evervescent Marky. Say hey, Marky. Hey, hey. And uh, I'm so glad you're all joining us this morning because we're uh, we're going to be telling some secrets. Yeah, yeah. We're we're cleaning out the closet a little bit. I've got stories that have twists and turns, and heroes and villains. But uh, before we get all wrapped up into that. <laughs> yeah, some dark places. Uh, th- this this all centers around uh, the very talented, um, a big fan, Alan Tudyk. We're the biggest fans. Uh, well, I hate to get into a contest because there's so many out. Uh-huh. We're among the biggest fans. Yes, and yeah. and if you and if you listening are among the biggest fans, you'll know him as Wash uh-huh. from uh, Firefly, Serenity. Absolutely. Uh, he's he's gone on and done numerous other things in his career. Always a little bit in the background, underappreciated in a way. In a, in a way, yes, yeah. underappreciated. Yeah. Doing some of the best, uh, you know, supporting roles. Uh-huh. Uh, he's become w- like a that guy, you know, that guy. That guy. We've actually done shows called yeah. That One Guy. Yeah, we've. In fact, we've got a segment where we like to celebrate them. We did that with uh, Michael Ironside, one of my favorite That One guys. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, and and if you don't know who he is. Listen to the show. We spent hours explaining it. MattyPRadio.com. Mm-hmm. And and we also did this with, actually, Mr. Alan Tudyk. I know. But why haven't they heard this? It, it's, there's a small <laughs> chance you guys have heard this. We did produce an episode all about Alan Tudyk. Uh-huh. Called That One called Guy. That One Guy because we want his name out there. We want him to get the recognition he deserves. You know who he is, even if the name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, and, and that's no longer – if you check – yeah. You go back through the archives, you're not going to find it. A funny thing happened. And we've never really addressed it, and that's why I think today's going to be the day. Again, I almost feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Alan Tudyk, his newest project, uh-huh. which is a great one, which we're very excited about. In fact, we just watched the first uh, like four. four episodes. Uh-huh. Is called Con Man, as in Convention Man. Exactly. Yes, Convention. As in title Comic Convention, convention Man. man. Exactly. But yes. It's con man. Maybe it does have other layers. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Uh-huh. Oh, but, I never thought uh, of that. But yeah, but but this is his new web series that he is uh, he created, wrote, produced. He stars in, uh, and it's almost uh, it's like jokingly autobiographical because it's <laughs> yeah. about uh, a different. A di- he doesn't play a like a hyper. A realistic character no. of himself, like in you know, this is the end and stuff like that. Correct. He he just plays a character named Ray Nearly, who played the pilot on a very popular but very short-lived Lived. sci-fi Sound show familiar. about ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very much like he probably feels. Uh-huh. Uh, and also uh, to further blur the line between art and reality. Nathan Fillion, our who favorite played Captain. Captain Malcolm Reynolds on Serenity, above uh, Alan Tudyk's character Wash, who's also on the hit show right now who on ABC, also <laughs> is carrying his own hit show and has got and has had a few more choice roles and exposure uh-huh. and name recognition. Uh, all it plays basically a version of that. Yeah, because he's the captain of the, the ship captain of that. the ship on the fictional show. Within the show, which uh-huh. is fictional though semi, see it starts to get twisty already. But it's it's a it's a great show, uh, which they did um, through Vimeo. 
Yes. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. If you aren't, it's just one of those kind of YouTube clones. Mm-hmm. It's like Daily Motion. Uh, and but they do have a tier for like professional paid content, which yeah. obviously this this exactly. fits under because it's an actual scripted. This is their show. original programming. Exactly. Yeah. This is paid content. Yep. Though, if you go to Vimeo, you can search all day on the free stuff. You're not going to find it. You have to rent the series, which is coming out in small batches over the course of about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon, the whole like 10 episodes, 12 episodes, uh, about 10 minutes long. Each will be available. Uh, but it is, as I said, paid content. Yeah. Which is a little strange to me considering the story behind how this show got to be. Let me give you the whole story, the the miracle that birthed Con Man. Mm-hmm. This goes back to, as I mentioned, this is Alan Tudyk's own original idea. And it sure sounds like it, given the self-referential nature. And... It gestated for a couple of years while he kind of thought out the idea, got some story arcs going, I imagine, and actually got a hold of a production company at one point, which is the dream. That's what you want to do with your with your product. Got in negotiations. Things were going well. They're about to draw up a contract. And then, boom, uh, the main fund, funder, I guess, for this production company pulled out. Basically, the whole Last thing minute. collapsed. Yeah. Not just out of the project, like the whole production company. Boom, gone. There you go. Hey, kid, that's Hollywood. Here's a bus ticket back to Ohio. <laughs> okay. Not giving up, he went and took you know meetings with producers, seeing if he could get it off the ground, maybe as a as as a single movie or something or TV. And it's show. a great idea. So obviously, it's a great idea. He's got and interest. He's got a name. He's already got Nathan Fillion yeah. interested. He's willing to produce. Uh, so and the, and uh, they did get some some warm response according to the story, but. The main thing that all these producers said was, well, how can you find an audience outside of, quote, you know, uh, uh, nerdy convention goers? Which, at which point, uh, Alan Tudyk, the hero of the story, said, enough. I will not play this game. These, as you call them, nerdy convention goers, they are, they're the, they're the meat. They're the bread and butter. They're the every analogy. This is what I'm doing it for. So off he storms, slamming doors in Hollywood, says, I don't need you. Yeah. Goes down to Indiegogo, one of those crowdfunding so- sites. We love them. We love them. Uh-huh. And uh, March 10th. Yeah. I want to throw numbers in here so that you, so that you all a get day like, of infamy. Uh, all right. Who's, who's, who's with me? Who's on board? March 10th, they, they announced it and immediately launched the campaign through, through the friendly mobile interwebs. And, uh, and they were looking for... Four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Oh, four hundred and twenty-five thousand. Like, that's a lot of money. That does sound like a lot of money to me and you, but it's very modest for a production thing. And they were thinking, well, you know, maybe we can get like the first three episodes made with that. If we can do that, then we'll take it to the next step. And that was on what date? But that was on March tenth, two thousand fifteen. Early in the day, I assume, because and this is true, in twenty-four hours. In 24 hours, this campaign, which is not trying to stop cancer, which is not looking for for a lost airplane in the Indonesian Ocean, this is just a campaign to make a guy's pet entertainment project. It raises over a million dollars, sets a record for a crowdfunded web series. No other series ever, and they come onto these sites all the time, has has done that. At uh, 1.12 a.m., on March 12th, and you know, I don't know what time zone this is stamped, no. but uh, Alan Tudyk tweets, I stepped away for two hours, and we crossed $1 million. Holy shit! I mean, thank you. Holy shit! <laughs> Ch- channeling, channeling Tudyk himself. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, in, in 35 hours, raised over $1.4 million, which breaks the overall web series crowdfunding record, period. No other web series had raised $1.4 million. <laughs> It's amazing. So, so, and that took less than two days. Yeah. So, it, so it breaks another record. Now, uh, it dis- now at this point, you've got to think on your feet. After Alan Tudyk sends out that text, that, uh, that tweet... He goes, all right, well, shoot, we're going to have a lot of extra money. What are we going to do? So they set a stretch goal, which is when you're so successful, you got to say, all right, you know what? We're revising it. Yeah, let's go, let's go for more. Let's go for more. Yeah. So he said, you know, if you can get me 
to $1.75 million, which is not far off from 1.4 at this rate yeah. anyway. Yeah. He says we'll have enough money to do the entire season. Yeah. So, and keep in mind, these Indiegogo campaigns, I don't I'm not quite sure if you set the the limit yourself, but it was set for one month, 30 days. Yeah. But and so they said, uh, get us to 1.75 million. They did that by March 14th, day four. Yeah. Boom. They still, of course, have what 26 extra days. So by the end of this, what would take a guess, Marky? How much do you think they raised? Keeping in mind that donations usually are the first couple days only, and then after that, it's. One hundred and fifty million. Okay. Well, no, no, you set the, the bar too high. I'm sorry, but three oh, over three point one million dollars. It's amazing. So they packed it with lots of, uh, I'm guessing, very expensive guest stars. And we can see as and yes, and some of them include, of course, Nathan Fillion and Sean Astin and uh, Felicia Day. Oh, Summer Glau, of course. Um, Claire Grant. Oh, I love Claire Grant. Good goodness gracious. James Gunn. We like that guy. Allison mm-hmm. Halsip. Uh, Trisha Helfer. We know her from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, of course. Um, yada yada yada. Yep. I mean, this is crazy. It's, so they. So this is. They made this show with over three million dollars worth of our money. And and even though I'm happy to shell out uh, fifteen dollars to rent it. Uh-huh. It's only because I was so vindicated by the fact that it is actually very good. Uh, so it can you, be tricky. So you took a chance. So I took a chance. <laughs> just like, as anyone. Well, even in Indiegogo, it's not like you make a profit, a, a, an ongoing profit as an investor. There's a little bit of a profit those. there. Well, they they give you a little package. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, and I'll, uh, I want to get a little more into it. For instance, everyone who gave in money, of course, gets their name in the credits. We saw that. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It is, and which is nice. <laughs> at least, especially if, as an investor, I think you would probably. I, I assume if you gave at least a certain amount, you were you're allowed to watch it for free on Vimeo. Uh, you must. I assume. I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Because you're kind of an owner. I didn't give a personal uh, donation. I admit, but I did pay fifteen dollars to Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure hope some of it goes back to the to the production. Yeah. Uh, but. However many small donations it takes to add up to $3.124 million, all of those people are listed in the credits. It's basically a background as they're running the, yeah, the actual like credits. extra credits. They say brought to you in by, the background and in, in tiny letters all of your names for about 90 uh, seconds <laughs> and a fast, <laughs> almost illegible scroll. You can – the definition is good enough of, with a good TV. You can pause it. Yeah. And they go we were by, actually reading some. Uh, yeah. the alphabetical order by the first, first name. First name first. Yep. And it is thousands and thousands of names. Of wonderful names that allow this to happen. All of whom <laughs> are actual legitimate contributors. Not for not paid, so they're not producers or investors. Yeah. But by giving to the show, you prove that enough people wanted to see it. Yeah. It's kinda it's I love that model and they definitely celebrate it, not just by the, the the fact that they had so many people contribute that they broke every record. The theme of the show itself is about and and he's learning to appreciate fans. That's uh, what it does for me. Is like when I'm 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 watching this thing and I'm a big convention goer. The the central theme of the show is that fan culture. Yeah. That so so and the creation of it is also based on also it. exactly yeah ties it all together really well yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a secret. There's a little part of that story I didn't tell in that timeline. We have a part in this. There is, uh, as as we mentioned, the episode we did, that one guy mm-hmm. with Alan Tudyk, we, I got to sit down for about a good hour with him over the phone, of course. We had a nice long talk, uh, all because this was when he was just starting his stint as the host on the uh, Adult Swim uh, Newsreaders news show. We took over Great the original show. host. Very funny. We talked a lot about show. that in the interview. Yeah. Uh, and and because I'm such – I wouldn't let him go. I just had to keep asking him stuff. Did you ask him about Firefly? I did once we got to talking about Firefly forcefully from my direction, and he was a very good sport about it. And then you asked but him about I conventions? pumping this guy. <laughs> yeah. I kept pumping him for information yeah. just because yeah. I – 
I just wanted something. I want to be the guy who got him to say something. And then he said something. You know, we're just thinking about announcing this new project I've been working on. It involves me, Nathan Finley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is before you can go on the Internet and find out anything else about it. But he was like, but I, that's really all I should say. Uh, and then we, we wrapped up the interview. And I thought, well, wasn't that nice? And then you and I got together and we, we wanted to celebrate him. We did the that one guy show. Yeah. Which included the interview with that segment because uh, it played so well. And who knows? might have been a bombshell announcement. And that played Saturday morning, as they always do. Yeah. 11 a.m. Um, Eastern. Yeah. 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, Pacific. And there was a tiny little, I mean, there were some tweets here and there, some excitement. Yep. I mean, a little bit. It was a little bit. It wasn't and the episode. Just I, I think uh, if you don't understand how how these things work, goes out on the radio first here at Saturday Morning Serial, yeah. Matty P. And uh, then after yeah. after a small amount of time, it ends up going to a to the, podcast to our podcast to iTunes or wherever yeah. you get your podcast. It's it's in the RSS. Yep, I believe. Yeah. But almost immediately, we got an email sent over to us from Alan's people, who I guess had heard it the, on the live blogtalkradio.com site. And um, basically what happened here is that Grimm and Alan were having just a great conversation yep. about cool shit and science fiction-y stuff and cool, you know, Firefly and newsreaders and... I so many he, things. All these, all these things. And then, yeah, uh, the question comes up, what's coming up? Well, I got this thing. Uh-huh. And he mentions it. Turns and, out, a his people thought it was a little <laughs> bit too much, a little too soon, because the official announcement wasn't coming up for a couple weeks. Was coming out, it yeah. was coming up, well as 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 we now know from history. Oh yeah, it's on March March tenth, yeah, March two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Uh, this show aired, I think, uh, middle of January two thousand fifteen. So they said we would rather that not make it out there. Yeah, we swallowed our. David Brinkley-esque journalistic standards and said, yes, sir. Because we're entertainers. Because we're entertainers. And we're fans above all else. we're fans. But he said, hey, hey, could you do me a favor? So we did it. And if we had fought it, God knows if it would have gone to lawyers and the Supreme Court. It never crossed my mind. But it it doesn't matter. He he asked us to, to, to take it down. We did immediately. And that... Dear listeners, is why you you can't find it on the archives. (laughs) We've scrubbed it more or less. Now you know that story, and that's that's the way it happened. Now, of course, the show's already out. They produced this thing fast, and it is quality. I guess you hand a guy's three million dollars; they give you they give you a decent product. Uh, Once again, you can find that over at uh, Vimeo. Signing in, signing signing up for Vimeo is free, and there actually is some decent. Uh, entertainment on there. This is worth the extra level. Give them a few bucks. Uh, catch the show. Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion doing kind of themselves in a farcical autobiography. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin any of the storyline for you. I'm still getting through it. You're going to like it. Anyway, without any further ado, I think it's time we, we brought this old interview out of wraps. All right, Magic Interview Machine, bring us the lost interview with Alan Tudyk. Hey, uh, Alan Tudyk, I presume? That's me. Oh, perfect. Grim Shea here. Pleasure to to speak with you, sir. Really it is. Hey, Grim. Cheers. Nice to meet you over the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as good. Well, actually, from your end, this is probably even better than in person. Trust me. (laughs) Are you, like, sitting naked (laughs) in some way that it would be better for me? To be here, yeah. I mean, away not fully from you, naked. That... I am wearing slippers and a, and a house hat. Of course, I'm not oh, a well, monster. That... Right, you're right. That is, that's not naked. <laughs> that's Sunday go to meeting clothes. <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm kind of dressed up. I've got family coming over for brunch. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, fun family I... gathering. Well, you know, well they're wearing slippers too. We're not, we're not perfect. Sir. That's how I pictured them. <laughs> Lots of great hats and fancy slippers. <laughs> That's right, with French toast and some melon slices. I don't know how you do uh, Friday brunch. But yeah. that's how we do it here at the Shea House. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to take up a lot of your time. I know we've we've got a small window here, and I'm actually I'm a huge fan, so I want to touch on a lot of things before I let you go. But first, you know, let's pay some bills. I want to uh, never stop touching. Never stop touching, sir. <laughs> Uh, but I, but let's talk about news readers first. Uh, I've, I've All been right. watching the show since the first season, and I'm very glad to see you come on as the new host the second season. We're about halfway through it, I assume. Uh, but yeah. we've got a, uh, a scheduling change for those fans out there and those who want to be fans. Uh, it is now on Friday nights on Adult Swim at midnight. Uh, yeah. Your show, this is a Saturday morning show, right? Yes. So... It technically, Newsreaders is kind of a Saturday morning show as well because it's right at midnight, like the first part of morning. Not to confuse people further, it's Fridays at midnight, but technically that's a Saturday morning. That's exactly right. If you want to set your uh, your cell phone alarm clock, you better set it to Saturday at 12 a.m. Right. or you're going to miss the yep. show. And I'm so glad yep. you brought that up. It is basically a Saturday morning show. It's, I think it right. serves uh, the humor and sensibilities of all of us who grew up with those Saturday morning cartoons. And, and yeah. we try to cater to those people here on the show. So thank you so much for bringing that up, Alan. My pleasure. <laughs> and just in case those of you out there listening have not had the pleasure to, uh, to catch newsreaders yet, uh, it is one of those live-action adult swim shows. Uh, I believe it's spun off of uh, NTSFSUDV. Uh, I don't know, they're CSI. Well, it's spun parody. off of children's. Yeah, it's one of those shows, but it's spun off a of children's hospital. There was a newsreaders episode of Children's Hospital where newsreaders came in and uh, profiled, did like a news magazine of Children's Hospital where they looked in to see what goes on in this children's hospital, and then it was, it was so well received that I, they did a second one. I think I saw a second one because I, I watched Children's Hospital and. Uh, I guess I think not you're right, actually. I, some, since I don't know one. if there was a second one, but uh, <laughs> then they made a, a newsreader's show on its own. That's right. And then you came in to uh, to be the new host just this season. Was there was there right. any kind of uh, a scandal or 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 something behind the scenes we don't know? But something juicy you can dish about behind that knife fight. That's it. Nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> they put Mather and I in a cage. We were given knives. I walked out of the cage, <laughs> Victor. And oh, yeah, the was, same way they do at CBS. That's good. That's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, no, he he. I think he got another job. I think it was as, as about as simple as that. And then they called me and asked me to do it. And I was a fan, like you were saying, you were a fan in the first season. So I knew what it was. It wasn't. I didn't have to educate myself. I was really excited uh, to do it. So it was. It was a very, very quick. Do you want to? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of thought. <laughs> I didn't need to think about it. Good. And um, I think you make the show all the better for being on it. Uh, which, and again, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, and I know you will either this coming Friday or you just caught it last night, because this is Saturday morning, as we all know. Right. Uh, but it is it's a it's like a parody satire news magazine show which right. and if we leave it right there i'm afraid that people listening will just say oh it's another daily show it's another colbert rapport very successful entertaining no. shows in yeah. their own right but could you tell us how this one differs i'll tell you the the episode that's going to be on tonight cuz we're talking friday um like let me give you an example of an episode <laughs> i should <laughs> say this uh Reagan Biscayne is the character that I play. Uh, I'm the host, but I'll also go out into the field and do some reporting myself. So I go out to find out why my my favorite sitcom has been canceled. And uh, I go out to the – it was like the greatest sitcom, and then for some reason it was taken off the air. And so I go out to uh, where it was shot just as a, as a way of saying, in this, in this house is where my favorite show was shot. And then one of the characters is there. And it's like, oh, my God, that's the grandma. That's grandma. <laughs> uh, what's she doing here? And it turns out that they all live there. And it wasn't a show. It wasn't a sitcom at all. It was a reality show. But all the people in the in the reality show spoke in a sitcom cadence. And so the producer just decided to 
fill in a laugh track and sell it as a half hour because they were just so ridiculous and over the top, nobody would buy them as a real family. So they were a real family that happened to just naturally pause for laughter in places. And uh, that's a good example of the kind of things that we report on. And then in the end, you find out that um, it was just getting a little too depressing the sitcom, why he had to take it off the air, because it was, it was too depressing, so he's going to re-edit it, um, change the lighting a little bit, and repackage it as an hour-long show called Finding Always. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's the type of show. That's the type of writing that we have. And uh, uh, Jim Margolis, who produces it, actually worked on The Daily Show, so there is a connection there. Uh, he produced for years and years, but it's David Wayne and uh, Rob Corddry and all those guys who do Children's Hospital and... Uh, uh, the other shows that they do there, the abominable pictures. That's right, and real, Studio. real uh, comedy pedigree in that in that production house from the state uh, on on upwards. Yeah, they're funny guys. They're really funny. It's uh, the the writing really carries it. Huh. We're just I guess if, for the ride, man. If anything, you have to say it's it's more parody than satire. But uh, you know what? That's uh, John Stewart doesn't have the balls to go exposing a fake. Uh, Reality show comes sitcom. You know, I don't want to diss John Stewart, but you know, I'm not disagreeing with you. you know? <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, because we don't have a lot of time, and because my producer would kill me if I didn't cover some of the other stuff that uh, that you've done, because you have you have a, a, you are a young man with a very long career. We'll put it that way. In fact, I think some nice. people would say, uh, th- those who aren't as familiar with your work as myself, of course, might say, oh, he's that one guy, because you have been in so many things, usually right. in kind of an ancillary role, uh, although not always. I, I just a few days ago caught one of my favorite horror uh, satires, the uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Kudos All to right. you, sir. I won't, I won't waste your time anymore on it, but my God, I love that one. Um, that, that movie was fun. Tyler Labine. It was, it was a good time. Was it? Incidentally, yeah. was there ever talk about doing a sequel to it? There's been talk. I need to place a call right after we hang up. I got to call the producer. They they were talking about doing it. I I had been saying for years, no, 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 we aren't going to make a sequel. There was talk of it at one point, and then it went away, and it would kind of come back and go away, but it just kind of seemed to go away for real. And then I got a call from the producer saying, stop saying that it went away. We're in the process of really making it happen and and made some inquiries into my schedule this year and Tyler Labine, who uh, played Dale, and there was scripts being written, so I'm hopeful it's it's it's. It was well, you so you get on the horn with him. I, I tell him you just witness more demand. I I am demanding as a consumer. I will I will pass on your demands, definitely. Excellent, excellent. Uh, speaking of other things, which perhaps may still be getting more life, uh, I just heard a rumor about Arrested Development, in which you play oh, really? uh, Anne's, Anne's father. I don't know, but I heard. They were talking about doing a, a fifth season before the movie, if a movie cool. does happen. Have you heard anything? No, I don't hear anything like that. Uh, I, I I haven't heard anything like that. I, I, I I'm glad to hear it. That's a good show. It's a great show. It's very funny, and um, I was really happy to come back and be Pastor Veal a couple more times and actually get to be on stage with this is the Netflix version that came out. With Joe while he's doing that song and that <laughs> pre-magic <laughs> trick dance, but he's handcuffed so he can't do the arm gestures. It's so going to do such a good job. It was really, really cool to be on stage and doing that with him. Will Arnett. I think you are. You, you definitely don't get the screen time of all, all the uh, of all the booths, of course. But I think you fit in so well with that ensemble. Your delivery, your comedic dry timing, is exactly what it what makes that show work. Uh, so they'd be a fool well, not to have you back if they're doing another season. All right. I will pass on those demands as well. Good. I've got some things Good. to do after we after this. Well, Elvin, in that case, uh, why don't you do me and the, all of our listeners a favor, because I know everybody listening will go gaga for this, but if you could also call up Joss, 
maybe do a little <laughs> firefly talk into his ear. I know you're probably tired of hearing that, but my producer <laughs> would kill me if I didn't bring it up, and I myself would have trouble right. sleeping at night. I want to talk a little bit of firefly. Okay. Unfortunately, I feel like almost everything has been said. So unless you're you're here to say, oh, yeah, Serenity 2 going to be coming out soon. <laughs> uh, the ghost of Wash has uh, returned. <laughs> Space ghost Wash. Um, yeah, you know, there is something coming soon. Not, 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 not Joss Whedon, not uh, Firefly. I want to be very clear. I've accidentally <laughs> said things like that before, and it got me... And a little, yeah, just a little, a little bit of trouble. I misunderstood something that I was being told, and uh, I went to a uh, convention, uh, a sci-fi convention out in Australia, and somebody, I always get asked, is there going to be another, is there any, any plans? And I was like, you know what, I just heard that there, that it looks like there might be. And I got back to my hotel room after that and just looked on the internet to see if there were any bad pictures, because they always, a lot of people take your pictures while you're on stage talking to them, and then you've got all these pictures like with your mouth open and one eye closed, and like, there's a great many of those. And so I was like, let me just see if, how many of those I can count, and then I just saw this entire stream of people talking about what I had announced and it seemed very <laughs> official and then I had a Joss Whedon in my inbox <laughs> my email saying I hear we're doing another <laughs> another movie uh, I can't wait to read the script <laughs> who's directing uh, so I don't want to suggest that but Nathan Fillion and I are uh, very soon going to be talking to people uh, via the Internet about a project that he and I are going to do together. Uh, it will be set in the world of sci-fi conventions. Um, uh, it'll be about that world that I've come to know uh, ever since Firefly. I was on Firefly, and it was canceled and was invited to my first convention back in 2003, and now I've been to just... So many of them. I wonder if it would be like a hundred. I mean, at least at least one hundred I've been to uh, in the twelve years, thirteen years, however long it's been. So it's about that world, and uh, we're going to be looking to make a little show about it. So that's coming up in February that we're gonna we're gonna hey. announce that to people. Hey. So this is Brown really coats I will lose their mind for this, anything. So. Well, actually, yeah, it'll be fun working with Nathan again. Scoop. We don't. Yeah, we don't get to. Um, uh, we haven't had a chance to work together. He, you know, Castle. We had worked out. A, I was going to do an episode at one point. It was a really great episode, and it was a fun role that he and I could play together in. And I was doing Suburgatory at the time, and the schedules just did not match. It was a it was just a weird. We were on hiatus while they were still working, and we couldn't get people to talk to people, and it just time the time ran out on it, and I watched somebody else do my role, and Ooh. so. Um, we, we've been, we've been looking to work together again and I wrote this. So this is, uh, really personal to me and I think it's really going to be funny and, uh, I can't wait to say more about it when, when and where we're going to, I don't know. I'm, I don't this think is something I'm we might hear it's my more thing. about. I get to book. say when I get to talk about it. What's that? That's right. That's right. If anything else, I, Nathan I get, Fillion accidentally says into... too much, you email him. <laughs> exactly. I just read this thing. Who's re yeah? Uh, but it's it's been something that we've kind of kept quiet because we've been um, just trying to find the best way to do it and uh, talk to a lot of different people and. Now, coming in February, uh, this is when we're going to announce it and uh, announce it to the fans. And we're going to be looking to do some crowdfunding on it and show what what we have, what we're what our plan is, and see if people are into it. I got I got five bucks right here, which will probably get go. me a hat and a producer's credit, and I'm ready to accept it as, as a hardworking fan. I'm going to try and shove it into the laptop here. You you be ready on your end. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yes. That's good. Consider this your teaser. I'm glad. Everybody. I'm very happy to hear that. We are now positive $5. <laughs> this is, it's already, we're already well on our way, and we haven't begun. 
Well, that's right. The official the announcement is still earnest. a month away. Here you go. I, yeah. want, I want this ball rolling. You that got is, it, that man. is awesome news. And I think, and I imagine that if you and Nathan Fillion got together uh, in front of some reporters and said you just made a lovely batch of muffins, that would be entertainment news <laughs> because because of the Firefly connection and just how deeply that affects everyone in in our little adult child culture that we have now. You. Whether you like it or not, you are a huge part of it. Oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've, All it's right. Been, um, it's it's there is, has not been a job that I've had as an actor that has been more affecting of my life. It really affected my life. It it. I mean, I have been to a hundred conventions. I've met so many fans. There's no other project that I've done. That has, I don't know, um, shown me a a world that I didn't know existed in the beginning, and then it's like it's a great club to to be invited into. And oh, uh, oh, and and you sit very high in the in the hierarchy, I think of of that high chair too. It's a high chair. You're sitting in the high chair. Yes. Nonetheless, you you could, you could walk out of a convention, uh, you know, with with lots of women on your arm, like like Leo DiCaprio leaving an Ibiza nightclub, and you've earned that. I think you've earned that, culturally speaking. So so good on you. <laughs> All right. I haven't I haven't tried to do that. Maybe that sounds like. Yeah, give it a shot. I try every time I go, but <laughs> not being on Firefly, I, I have yet to to have any luck. But it doesn't stop me, and I don't think it should stop you. No, and or you, anyone else. And you've actually, it's not like you haven't gone on since then in the 10, 12 years since the show was on the air and the movie hit to do other big things. Uh, so, someone just mentioned recently, I think you were in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a moving picture, not familiar with it, I think it got under the radar, uh, something from mm-hmm. Disney called Frozen, which if our listeners aren't familiar with it, listen to what your kids are hearing, uh, let it yeah. go, it's a huge thing. In fact, you've been right, doing a lot is, of work that, with Disney voice acting. You you were you, you were just in Big Hero Six. Uh, you, know, you channeled right. an uncanny Ed Wynn in that uh, Wreck It right. Ralph. Yes, that was a great. I loved that role. That was so much fun. Uh, yeah, that that's been great. I love working on those movies. They're they're really um, they do such a good job over at Disney. You know, it's it's the Disney movies look more and more like Pixar, and you know, they're all under one roof now and uh, that's been really fortunate i just did a movie last year with brian cranston uh it'll come out this 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 year it'll come out in 2015 uh called trumbo uh about the blacklist that happened in hollywood it has uh louis louis ck in it and john goodman and uh dame helen mirren and i mean some really like this is one of those jobs where you go to set going really this is yeah very fortunate so it, judging by the cast, it's hard to tell if this is going to be comedy, a serious drama, if it's going oh. to lie somewhere in between. You you straddle yeah. both those uh, those those types very well. Yeah, I've been lucky to get a chance to do both. I, I started out in the theater, and I feel like I don't know. There's there's less people get less pigeonholed in the theater. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but I, I have been lucky enough to do both. This is this is a historical drama that's funny. I mean, you've uh, Jay Roach is directing, so there's another funny mm. person. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that uh, says comedy now to me. Yeah, but it's it is more of a it's a it's a historical movie about historical sounds so boring. It's not boring at all because this guy Trumbo <laughs> Dalton Trumbo, who is sort of like the the number one blacklisted guy won two Oscars while he was blacklisted for screenwriting. I mean, how big of a badass do you need to be to win two Oscars yeah. while you're not allowed to write? I mean, that is <laughs> so. They, it's a it's a it's, it's a great story. It's a great story. That's good. I think, especially with uh, well, especially with what happened in Paris just recently, the idea of uh, overreaction and and society losing the freedom of expression, uh, free speech. These are these are especially now hot topics, but they always should be. 
And, I, and I, I'm glad yeah. that story, like we haven't forgotten the blacklisting and McCarthyism. Even if some younger kids yeah. don't know what it is, projects like this, this will help keep it in the national consciousness. And thank you for doing yeah. that. Oh, it's my absolutely my pleasure. There's a there's a documentary that spurred it called Trumbo by the name Trumbo. And uh even though I knew about the blacklist, this gives it a face and, and shows really how insidious it became and how people because it's it became people being um uh, <laughs> uh what is the word I'm looking for? Dang it. Um it was it was intellectual Intellectual, what they were thinking it was that, that the United States government was regulating what people thought, not even what they did, just what they thought, what they believed, and uh, it, it seems insane, but it happened, and I guess it's still it's, there. There are a lot of people who want to quash uh, independent thought and expression. Yeah force their like views on others and uh it'll it's gonna but it's gonna be an in, an entertainment doing showing that world <laughs> you'll laugh you'll yeah. cry you'll want to rebel yes. trumbo coming yeah. this year <laughs> yeah. well that's so, good no yes, because i, have I think been, it is a dangerous said. area god everything seems dangerous anymore uh, well, it's not. Uh, you know, one of the greatest places, one of the greatest places that that isn't dangerous, hmm. sci-fi conventions. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> they really are sort of a bastion of acceptance and just uh, good-naturedly good times. And there's I, a lot of people with swords. Things could go down, but they don't. Yeah. People are just hanging out, not judging one another. I, yeah, the attendee-to-ninja-throwing-star uh, ratio is surprisingly frightening at these things, and no one loses an eye. Well, knock on wood. It is. We right. talk about that yeah. on the show a lot, about how these the uh, the conventions, even the, the San Diego one, as big as it is, it's still a special place of inclusion. Yeah. You know? And... And you, it's it's as time goes on and more and more people show up. It might be it's not as easy to tell that sometimes, but it is our choice now. We're at kind of a tipping point where if we go to sci-fi conventions, it is up to us to keep them inclusionary. So it's still Absolutely. as big as it is, a very a very grassroots kind of thing. And I think the uh, the next few years will kind of help decide whether or not this just becomes an advertising showcase or if it stays, you know, a community. And I think, uh, I think you're going to, you're on the right side of history here, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, yeah. It, you know, there's the comic con is sort of the, the one in San Diego that the, the big one that most people know is sort of its own animal. Uh, it is its own animal. It's, it's Hollywood shows up in San Diego and they're debuting all these great new movies. And that's, one of the things that draws people there to get sneak peeks to uh, big tentpole movies that are coming out and uh, to meet people. But the smaller conventions around the – there's one every weekend, uh, someone told me, who's involved in the conventions. like one every weekend, and they're all over the world. Uh, that Those smaller conventions, I think those those will always – I hope they'll be as in- inclusive as yeah. – They've always been since I've been going to them because it's really a fan. It's it's for the fans, uh, and even new fans in Dubai. I went to one in Dubai, and there were people who didn't even know. They were like, I think they were learning fandom. They were you know, like, there's a picture. They're like, I here, I'll buy this picture from you, and then I sign it. It's like that guy looked at me like, why did you just screw up my picture? <laughs> <laughs> you signed right over your face. This is. <laughs> The the, the 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 collection bug hadn't caught on there, but they were they were having a convention all the same. People were into it. It was like a party. It was it was fun, but it's my God, it's everywhere. Yeah, I think I think that's great, and that's 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 part of what this pop culture that we have today, you know, kind of does. Some people could accuse us of just not growing up. You know, why should we even take these things seriously enough to attend a convention, let alone spend our money on it? But I think it does so much good for for us as a oh, society yeah. in general, and and you are no small part of that. And the work you've done, 
Uh, so to hear you speak so well Thank of it you, and ma'am. speak so hopefully, that, that really means a lot to us here at the show. Not what as a great much way as not Serenity to grow 2, up. but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the best way not to grow up. It's just a celebration. I know a lot of immature people who haven't grown up, and it's not a, it's not a pretty sight. This, <laughs> this, this type of in, in, you know, embracing your, your inner child, this, this is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to think so. And apparently it's making the suits enough money that we can still pump out a bunch of superhero movies every year just to keep the whole thing propped up. <laughs> um, yeah, man, there's the best movies, Marvel movies, just the best movies. It, it, I mean, it is the standard now. It is, it is, Great. and I think, and uh, and your 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 former uh, collaborator, Joss Whedon, definitely set the highest bar to date yeah. with the Avengers. He's doing the sequel. In fact, I don't suppose you got a phone call from him for a little cameo in the uh, Avengers sequel or anything, have you? No, I did not. Um, Are you uh, lying? No, 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 no. Huh? I, I would. Right. I, I would I would be a lot I'd be worse I'm I'm not such a great liar, um, I would have to do some kind of hint if I was lying. No, I I'm uh, I'm not going to be in it. Um, yeah, I was an assistant to the script girl, um, <laughs> and she was a girl. She was she was ten. Um, no, I don't I don't uh, no I'm not going to be in it. But I will be in in the theaters when it comes out. Sort of on the first day, like a lot of people. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. The trailer looks amazing. Hey, look at you! You're 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 a part of the culture on both sides. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um. I just and uh, let me see. I still have some other questions written down that I won't bore you with, but I want to have you on record as saying, uh, "No more Firefly." Go ahead, tell us. <laughs> I think it's about time we rip this Band-Aid off. And said that. Um, I I can. I can qu- uh, I can't quote him, but J- Joss Whedon, when we had the 10-year anniversary at Comic-Con, the San Diego Comic-Con, um, several of us were there. Tim Minear was there, who was also one of the producers and writers, directors. Um, uh, yeah, my, uh, my producer, Mark and Marquee, Sean was Marr there. and Adam Baldwin. What's that? Uh, yeah, my my producer Marquis e was there. Uh, you know, not uh, obviously on the other side of the dais, but uh, uh, he does does Comic Con every single year, every single day. And I think that that <laughs> summer that was the one thing he said. This is what I'm going to do. I don't care if I miss everything else. Wow, it was you know, cool. The people guys in line. Joss went. Joss went and like met people in line the night before. Like went down and and. Like shaking hands because people camped out for the for the panel. Um, that was pretty pretty cool. Um, but somebody asked him about it. You know, is there going to be more Firefly? It was in, it was a, a question you could anticipate uh, coming up, and uh, as it has come up here, uh, he said something to the effect of, "At this point, Firefly is so special; it feels like something you don't want to mess with. You know, that, that if you open it back up years later and." try to recapture something that you had then that he would be afraid that he would wreck the thing that is so special to so many people. Um, That's good. I think that somebody later uh, suggested in the same panel had suggested possibly, would he ever consider an animated uh, Firefly? Cause they do do comics now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think it went comic of the year or something. So, Oh really? Anything, anything you guys, you know, that this, that 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 universe, that that verse attaches itself right. to. Apparently, aside from getting a TV show beyond half a season, it just knocks it out <laughs> of the park. Well, it's yeah, it's a, it's a fun world. That's why people, I think, still want a TV show because you just could write and and people have written episodes on fan fiction out there, <laughs> but you could just you could just see it going and going and going. They just keep taking jobs and keep keep living in that universe. Um, but somebody had asked about an animated uh, possibly doing something like that, and he didn't say no. So, I, you know, I, I guess if, if you want to see it again, that would be the best hope that one day they, somebody would um, put together the right team and, and uh, 
do it. There's so many things that go into it, but I, I don't think there's one person there isn't. I can guarantee there isn't an actor who's on the show that wouldn't voice their role and get back into it again. Mm. So good, and I think there's going to be a game which, coming out. Oh, it's a well, it's a bad time for that as well. Yeah, it's on. It's going to be an online thing. I don't really. I voiced it. It's going to be about you can play um, building a ship and going out and taking jobs and um, everybody showed up for that one. So it's, there's still there's still people coming up with new ways to to tell new stories. So that'll be one where people can actually interact and be involved in telling the story because they'll be flying the ship and putting their ships together and. Um, well, that's, that sounds like it was done with either a lot of money or care and love or maybe all three. Um, especially <laughs> difficult, though. And I'm, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say spoiler alert because it's been you know 10 years. But, but your character, Wash, did, did meet his grisly end uh, at the end of the uh, Serenity movie. Um, and I think I read somewhere that that was, you know, Joss, Joss said that was, you know, to, to raise the stakes, to make you feel that no one is safe here in the and the climax, uh, and it did yeah. a very good job of that. But did you personally, uh, at some point, raise your hand and say, "You know, can can we just kill off someone else? Is there any way I I could uh, make it to the credits?" <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Jane Cobb really has been asking for it for a long time. Take him out. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, you know I. I I I agree with Joss, you know, in that you can't ask for everybody to lay down their lives. I think the the captain asked, you know, we've got to lay down our lives, and then I'll have somebody lay down. Um, Actually, I didn't really lay down. I was still in a chair, sort of pinned to it with a massive stake through my heart. But, um, you know, it would have been, had it not worked in that way as, as planned, you know, if if it didn't raise the stakes, you just have a you just have a death count up by one more uh, in that in that movie. Then that would have been a shame. But it really does do it, it and it's it's very affecting. It's uh, I mean, I can it's 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 not even that when I when it happens that is so emotional for me. It happens and it's right after because everything's going crazy. It's, it's a battle, and then somebody then is the character of Kaylee says, "Wait, wait, where's Wash?" <laughs> such a killer oh my god and then um, uh, so he says he ain't coming it's and then it starts going again It's, it's a, it was a very good movie I thought um, but I'm partial but um, mm. no I yeah. can say that that is a great movie I, I didn't even know about the TV show I was one of those who just I guess wasn't paying attention for about 10 weeks and it went came and went without me <laughs> it was uh, it was then I found easy the movie. to miss. It, oh, it was easy to miss. It was very. It was, yeah, it was. It was a shame. But you know, Joss Whedon has has put stakes in a lot of people's hearts. I just want to <laughs> point that out. I've just been one more. You know, I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. People are getting <laughs> staked all over the place. Um, he just brought it to space. <laughs> a space stake. They're very larger. <laughs> very much. They're they're larger stakes in space. That's right. I saw. Went through the whole chair. That's right. Yeah, it did. What are you gonna do? Mm. All right. Well, well. Listen, I want to thank you for uh, humoring me and talking about Firefly, uh, which I'm sure has been a uh, uh, run off and on subject for the past 15 years or so for you, poor guy. Uh, I don't know and- why it's a poor guy. I really do embrace it. I, I, you know, the Firefly fans, and I'm, I'm sure there are people, people who are in who've done different projects who who thinks their fans are the greatest but Firefly fans are really I don't know they're really great yeah they're, they're rabid they're, they are some rabid but, mothers, but not right? yeah but yes rabid in their love of the thing like they're not I, I've seen some uh, some fans of these like Vine kids and it's a very different thing. It's a different demographic and all of that. But they'll come to conventions now, like these kids who are very famous for Vine doing these six-second uh, movies. And their fans are like tear their clothes off, uh, 
you know, push through the line and grab them and faint and scream and cry kind of fans. This is a very dignified, polite group of fans for Firefly who just uh, <laughs> is in love with the show as we are. And it's just, it seems like a community. It's it's just, it's oh, great. Do, do you wish you had more tearing their clothes off kind of fans now at this point? Are you, are you ready for more? More, more rabbit love than uh, than you've been getting. No, I will take my <laughs> slippers off right now I... if it'll help you. <laughs> I don't think that's that's really never been me. I'm not a I'm not somebody who needs his love rabidly. Um, <laughs> I take. I would say that kind yeah. of uh, kind of shows through your career because, like I said, you're incredibly prolific. You seem like one hell of a busy guy. Uh, but for a lot of people, you know, to describe you to them, say he, you, you would eventually have to go to, you know, if they weren't familiar with Firefly or, right. or some of the bigger stuff, you would have to go to. Well, he's that one guy from the British death right. at a funeral. With with the drugs right. on the roof, he's that one guy from. He's the one guy who does the voice from. It would come down to that for a lot because you've you're such a solid. I don't want to say just a background ancillary character actor, but you have had small uh, memorable parts in so many uh, important, I think, uh, relevant properties that everyone knows who you are, even if they need a reminder on your name or your face. I hope that didn't come out wrong, but you are no, one of my there's favorites, a, there's, that one, guys. Uh, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, there, There's a great this thing that happened that sort of tells the story really well. I was going to a party that was a Grammy party because I have a buddy uh, who his name's Carlos Sosa. He's a musician, and he was in town, and he's like, you need to come. When you come to this place, you've got to go to the back door. And there's this little cider, so I'm going to meet him and go to this party, and I go around the back door, and then these paparazzi jump out of a bush. And they're like, we got it. And they <laughs> hold up their cameras. They're like, huh? And this one guy comes over to me. They don't really take my picture. One, two clicks. <laughs> and then this one paparazzi guy comes over. He goes, can I have my picture taken with you? <laughs> and he did like a, a selfie picture. And that really says it. It was, I think he was a Firefly fan. And that it's more about that. It's more, you know, people who, it's, I guess it's a little bit more personal. It's, I'm not going to sell any magazines, but uh, this guy wanted his picture taken with me. I don't know. I kind of like that. Hey, you know what? People if if you were here, bushes. I would put on my bathrobe, and I would demand a selfie. And I, Well, I guess I would perform a <laughs> selfie, technically. But but uh, regardless, he, I, that's not the kind of I would of demand you put on the bathrobe, so we're, you know, mm-hmm. that would be... I would I would volunteer it for you because of because of <laughs> the, this this buttload of respect I have for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I feel like I have stolen far more of your time than you promised me. So I want to thank you for that, uh, Mr. Alan Tudyk. Let us not forget, uh, newsreaders. We've got some really good ones coming up, but yeah, Friday night at dead midnight on Adult Swim. All right. Thank you again, Mr. Alan Tudyk, and I will look for All you right, on the screen. Lot, uh, listen for your voice. Uh, and you know, if it comes down to you doing Sonic commercials, I will be eating at Sonic. You you have got a fan <laughs> for life here. I won't be doing that, but thank you very much for, <laughs> for the devotion. That's 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 devotion. was Alan Dudick, everybody, and the lost interview. Yeah. Yep, we found it. We we picked it up. We dusted it off. We and there it is, back for you from from the grave. It's back in the ether. That's right. And uh, <laughs> and, and if you can't get enough of Alan Dudick, where can you find him? I'll tell you where. Vimeo dot com. Con man. Yeah. You can watch it any damn time you want, thanks to the internet. 
or you may have seen him last night at uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, they had the big panel. The big con man panel was at New York Comic Con last night. Oh, God, how meta is that? Well, it's technically not last night. To go to a night. convention about a convention man. Which about is a show, show that deals with conventions based on actual convention experiences by a man who has to go to conventions a lot <laughs> exactly. in real life. And you might have just saw him at the New York convention. And what makes it all true is that this was a man who's making a show about a man who's an actor, and he's an actor, and the man who was an actor was in a sci-fi show as a pilot on a ship, which is basically his character on Firefly. And Firefly... Boom. Aneurysm. I can't ...is a reunion tonight on a panel at New York Comic Con. You're kidding me. That's a big deal. Serenity. No, it's today. Serenity, Firefly. It's, today. it's actually in about a half... It might be on right now. It's, oh, God. Guys, stop listening. Go. At Fire, the Firefly reunion is Saturday, October 10th at 1130, and uh, they're calling all brown coats. Find Serenity with the cast of Firefly at the New York Comic Con. Here are Captain Mal Reynolds, Nathan Fillion, Zoe Washburn, that's Gina Torres, and uh, Kylie Fry, which is Jewel. Is it Stady? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think that's how you said. Uh, as they discuss the cult classic and all things Whedon. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's actually it's perfect that right now as we are broadcasting this for the first time. Yep. <laughs> Finally. After such Finally. a wait. That Maybe our timing is, has always been the problem. That there is this, that there's a Firefly reunion show going on. Um, and, you know... That these guys are all there. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that Alan Tudyk makes it. He's gonna, be, he's gonna be there. Yeah. Let's just let, let's hope and pray. Um, but it's he's great. A convention man. He's a con man. He's the he con must man. Be there. I'm sure he's around there. And uh, it's just, it's sweet. As 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 I was watching this show, uh, and we watched the first four episodes. Yep. Um, I finally got to see what going to conventions is like from the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. From from behind the dais. Yeah, from behind the dais, right. With these, you know, we adore these guys. We wait in line for their autographs or for their panels or you know, question and answers, whatever it is. And it's it's and for all of you that go to conventions, for all of you geeks out there, check out this show because it gets it shows you what it might be like on the other end. And I'll tell you what, it's hell on them too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're this, tired yeah, and they're the drunk. The show presents it as a little bit of you know comedic satire, yeah. but there's got to be a grain of truth in there. It's probably a pretty big well, grain, and it makes it pretty accessible. I feel the same way in yeah. conventions. They're one of us, yeah. right? They yep. go through the same thing, yep. you know. Like they're they're and exhausted. That's kind of the spirit tired. of the show, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful what they've yep. done here, and then um, uh, just the. Just the fact that we all get to contribute in this, yep. not only just on the back end this time by buying the stupid commercial goods, yeah, <laughs> but we get to contribute and to be a part of this by basically saying, yeah, make this. Here's my money. Yeah. Let's get this done because we want to see this. Yeah. You, you, you can have no better predictor of success, I would say, than when your audience is rushing to break financing records before <laughs> you have produced one frame of a project. Well, and it's it's just like any good investment. It takes confidence in what you're investing in. It takes a little bit of study. And so we know well, we this do guy. that not as people who make money because you don't uh, no, as we we're said, not you don't that. get paid through Indiegogo. But we get paid in you do create yeah. what you want to see. Exactly. So that's that's like I said, that's the future. Yeah. That's where it's going. Where people are going to make choices as audience members and not as, you know, management. Yeah. Well, I think it it just basically it puts it back in our hands. Yeah. For for those of us that want to see a series about a convention man who was in a sci-fi show. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. And meta 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 meta. Meta meta meta. You know, it yeah. this might as well be about Firefly, just as Galaxy Quest might might as well have been about Star Trek. Yeah. It's it doesn't matter exact it doesn't matter specifically what they're talking about. It matters metaphorically what mm -hmm. they are talking about. And it just it shows us both a reflection of what the situation is and then it gives us the other side of that reflection 
That's you know, right. At the same time, that, it's it's amazing. To me. I ain't no learned man, but that sure sounds like art. That is art. We have some small part of this. You know, I do. I feel like you and I own a little piece of this in a way. Uh, that's right. We have a special place in this because yep. of what happened on our show, our little yep. tiny show. If, you know? if nothing else, uh, <laughs> Alan Judic, you owe us a solid now. Ah, yeah, and I hear, by the way, you are in Star Wars. So that's you know, right, Alan Tudyk in Star Wars, <laughs> Rogue One. Yeah. Man, you just can't stop that dude from flying a ship. <laughs> I know. He's going to do it again. <laughs> I can't wait for him to be in Star Wars. I know. It makes I the know. perfect sense. I kind of can't wait for anyone to be in Star Wars. Well, you're right. More Star Wars, the better. But, hey, anything that Alan Tudyk is in, uh, I'm down for. And if you would like a somewhat full list of what Alan Tudyk was in, we're we're going to post the original That One Guy episode, Alan Tudyk. Yes, we do. We do have the hard copy of of the actual episode that we pulled. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, at this point, you don't need it anymore. You know who Alan <laughs> Tudyk is, but we still are willing to celebrate anybody, any troglodytes out there still living under a rock. We will put this back out there. The yeah. the band episode. <laughs> the too hot for radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's coming back. Oh uh, which which, uh, well, I don't want to get too hung up on Alan Tudyk now. Because that's I'm, we've been geeking out about them so much. Uh-huh. What else is going on at New York Comic Con? Let's talk about a little convention. Okay, so for those of you at New York Comic Con, or for those of you can't make New York Comic Con, the Maddie P Radio Happy Hour crew yeah. <laughs> is at New York Comic Con right now. Last year, they partied with Mike Tyson, they partied with some wrestlers. They partied with... Oh, oh that sounds like him. <laughs> I know so, that crew. So there might be... I'm just going to tease this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if everything goes well, there's going to be a comeback happy hour special. Oh, we, we'd all, we all want to hear that. Our ratings would sure appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> of course. And uh, P Radio happy hour crew is at New York Comic Con right now. So it does me. It does me no good. We got Tim Minatia. We got Rico. Rico, We got Maddie P. Right. We got Mike Norman. He's there. We have all these guys right now, and it's no. It's not going to do us any good to do a New York Comic Con preview because the Maddie P. Radio Happy Hour crew are going to blow it up. Yep. So just wait for their post view. (laughs) So uh, expect a New York Comic Con recovery rehash, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and a uh, happy hour comeback, which is coming soon. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully around Halloween. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Unless, of course, it accidentally includes an early announcement of Star Wars <laughs> Episode Ten, <laughs> we which we're going to have to pull right afterwards. <laughs> so you want to listen to that one live. Yeah, yeah. No, I cannot wait for this. I know. This is, is going to be a lot of fun. I wish I could make it out to New York. Here I am stuck in San Diego waiting for next summer. That's what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We will be at uh, Kamikaze at least a little bit this year. Uh, Total going on. presence, of yep. course. That's the Nobility, the, yep, premiere. The nobility premiere. Another another one of these projects, like Con Men, I think is totally worth following. Yeah. Um, oh, Con Men, boy, they knock that one out quick. Yeah. To Nobility. Yeah. Nobility, well, there's – yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you said it well. I'm not even going to add to that. Yeah. I think that's it. But what I do know is this. Knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this.